We continue on with our message series titled Waymaker. I'm really excited about this. In our message series, we have a central passage in Mark chapter 10, verse 27. It says this. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Again, the disciples are at this place. There are some things in your life that you might have already examined and tried every single way. I want to tell you, that's right, it is impossible, but not so with God. See, when you bring it to the Lord, it creates a different opportunity for you to experience the hand of God and a provision like you've never had before. Man, we find in shade everywhere. God bless you brothers over there. God bless you guys. Hey, hey. And by the way, all the notes today, I know we don't got any screens or anything like that, but everything is in the app, in the, in the message notes. So you can follow along there if you feel like you want to fill in the blanks, all of that kind of stuff. Let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Bring it alive today. Speak to us, minister us, encourage us, strengthen us. God, we need you today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would even bring conviction and challenge. But God, bring your blessing. We thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, it is amazing to see a mess then become beautiful. Now, how many of you guys know what I'm talking about, a mess? Anybody ever see a mess before? Have you ever walked into your kid's room and it looked like a battlefield? Anybody? How many of you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say a mess? I walked into my kid's room before and I said, what? How? How is it even possible? And if there's only a couple of you, how can this be? Looks like there's 10, 15 of you up in here. How, how did this even come to be? And then I've also seen it look really nice and clean. And in some of those moments, you know, I like to just kind of stare and get a good picture of that. Just get a good picture. Whoa. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. See, I want to say this. One of the most beautiful things in life one of the greatest stories in life, not the greatest story, but one of the greatest stories is seeing a life that has been a mess and seeing that life transformed by the power of God. How many of you would agree with me? To see a life that has just gone through it, been beat up, had no hope, gone through all kinds of things, and yet they have met the power of God, been broken and hurt and, 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 and bad medical reports. Listen, here's the truth. We will go through things in this life. And as we go through those things, many times it's going to leave a mess in our life. It's going to leave some type of negative effect that will hinder our progress, that will slow us up, maybe causing a pain, an illness, maybe some confusion in your thoughts, maybe hindering identity issues or, or dealing, causing you to deal with health problems or stress or anxiety or depression and on and on. And here's the thing. Everyone seems to have an opinion about those areas of our life. Everyone. Hey, he, you, you know what? Just pretend that it didn't happen. Just, just move on. Or you know what? Just, just bury it or, or just let time pass. It'll, it'll just go away by itself. All those type of things. But I want to say this. There is one who can heal those areas. And he is a way maker. The Bible teaches us that God is Jehovah Rapha. 
which literally means he's a healer. It describes him that way. In Exodus 15, 26, we see this. Now, what we see in this passage is this. The people, it's not that they see God as a healer or experience God as a healer and therefore call him a healer. What we see in the passage is God introducing himself as a healer. And he says, know me. He says, get to know me. He says, serve me. He says, do right by me because I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the healer. Get to know me, he says. And we see his healing throughout scriptures. In the New Testament, we see Jesus healing people. Later, under the power of the Holy Spirit, we see the disciples healing people. And even now, under that same power of the Holy Spirit, we see the healing of God. Today we're going to jump into a passage in Mark chapter 5 where we see God make a way out of no way. And I love it. Every single time somebody says that God can't, every single time that, that someone says that it's just, we can't, it can't be done, we see God make a way out of no way. Hey, they, they tell you, listen, you just got to live with it, and then God shows up. You're, you're, you're done for, and then God makes a way. It is one of the most beautiful things. And in Mark chapter 5, we see that happening. We're going to read verses 25 through 34. And this is Jesus and his disciples, and they're moving through a crowd. It says this, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, all her finances, Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she had heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, hey, who touched my clothes? You see, you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Now I'm going to recap the story. Jesus is traveling. They're traveling through the town. The crowds have gathered just as they always do. And they're gathered there in this moment. And uh, they're, they're waiting to see from Jesus, to hear from Jesus. And Jesus and his disciples, they're moving through the crowd because they're not going to stop there. There's a guy's, uh, there's a dad's daughter who is near death. And so the dad has asked Jesus to heal her. So he is literally following the dad on the way home to go heal this daughter. And as he's moving through the crowd, the disciples are there. Here is this woman who has been dealing with this issue of blood for 12 years. It's not stopped. She's tried everything she's tried. She's went to visit everyone she can visit. She spent every dollar she's had. Every doctor, every dollar, and nothing has improved in her life. And she gets it within herself that if she can just touch Jesus, come on somebody, if she can just be around Jesus, if she can just touch the hem of his garment, that she'll be healed. 
That's great faith. She believes within herself that, that Jesus can do it, that if he can do it in someone else's life because she's heard and seen, then she can do it in my life. I want to tell you this morning that God heals. God still heals. The question for us is that do we believe it? Do we believe it? You can see what's beautiful about this story is this great faith. This faith that God can do it. This faith that just as we read in that opening passage, that central passage, that nothing's impossible for God. It's not. And I get it. Humanly speaking, you can try everything and it does not work. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. And so she gets it within herself and says, if God can do it there, then he can do it in here. All I got to do is get close to Jesus. All I got to do is, is get from where I've been and get close to Jesus. Well, you know, pastor, I'll believe it when I see it. Then you're going to miss your miracle. Then you're going to miss what God can do in your life. And I want to say this. Your life matters. But your life needs faith in Jesus Christ. See, when the power of God is released over your life, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It doesn't matter how bad it is stacked against you. It doesn't matter how crazy it's been. It doesn't matter how long you've had it. When the power of God comes over your life, it is like a peace over a storm. Everything just begins to calm and come back into normal function it is now transformed because God is there, because there's the power of God there. And we believe in that power of God. And we're not going to stop believing in that power of God. We want to experience that power of God. There is something beyond just the tangible eyes can see. There is something beyond just what we can physically touch. There is a power from the Almighty. There is a power from the God that introduces himself to us as Jehovah Rapha. The Lord God who heals. The Lord God who sees something that's been hurt and broken and, and, and inside and outside and he can heal. He's not limited to what he can do. And so today I want to talk to you a few ways that he heals. He heals. Number one, he heals the brokenhearted. Someone say brokenhearted. You know, when I say brokenhearted, every single one of us knows that there's something that comes to mind. Every single one of us at some point in our life has had a broken heart, haven't we? And, and, and maybe time will heal it, maybe, or maybe time will bury it. But I'll tell you this, God can heal. I know that for sure. God can heal. God is the only person that can look into the depths of, of who we are and he sees. He's the only person that looks beyond that smile. He's the only person that, that'll look behind that, look beyond those nice clothes. He's the only person that'll look behind that. Hey, how are you? Good, good. God bless you. I'm good too. God bless you too. He, he, he looks beyond that. He's, he's way beyond that. He looks into the depths of our soul. He says, I got it all together. No, he says, listen, you need my love in your life. In Psalms 34 and verse 18, it says this, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit see I, I, let me let me read it again i, I got to get you to get this the lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit that person that has been all kinds of messed up that has dealed with it emotionally physically and they've just gone through it their stress anxiety has been out of uh, uh, out of the charts 
and you've wondered if anyone has seen your pain. You wondered if anyone knows what really happened because you haven't really shared it. But you wonder if anyone really knows the journey you've been on. And I want to encourage you today. And I want to tell you, he is not far from you. And if you'll trust him, he'll heal your pain. See, maybe your pain comes from a relationship. Maybe your pain comes from a, a situation or a division. No matter what it is, turn to God. You know, I think about this woman with the issue of blood. I think about her broken heart. I think about over and over, every time she'd hope she'd get better. I think about how she went from doctor to doctor, how she went from dollar to dollar, how she tried everything she could try, and yet nothing improved in her life. Each time hoping, you know what, I, I hope this is it. This, this, this doctor, they're highly recommended. That, that hopefully this is going to work out. They're a specialist in this area. Each time feeling like she can't take it anymore. I'm done with this. I, I've tried. And imagine the relationships around her. Imagine everyone that had written her off and said, you're no good. There's no more usefulness left in your life. You're way beyond that. Look at you're messed up. How can you be good to anyone? And I can imagine all the people that had just written her off and said, you're, 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 just, you're just done. But this woman got it within herself. That if she can just get close to Jesus, come on somebody. That God can do it. See, the Bible says in Psalms 147 in verse 3, he says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Someone says, Bind, binds up their wounds. See, he heals and he binds up. The opposite of binding up the wound would be to leave it open. Would, would be just to, just to leave it there. Just, 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 just to there. Jesus doesn't come up to your wounds and says, wow, that's a pretty deep cut in your life. You've been through some things. He doesn't come up and say, dang, man, your health report, it's not so good. And just looks at it and says, listen, don't worry. In time, you'll get better. You know, no, no, he comes up. The Bible says that he binds up wounds. You know what that means? That means he heals those areas, but you're going to have to allow him to. You're going to have to allow him to work in that way. If you say, God, listen, I love you, but from this far, God, you know, we're football season. How do you do the, is it this? We're that's right. Yeah, if you're going to do that to God, you, you're not going to experience that same, that same thing. See, instead of this, it needs to be this. God, I'm yours. God, I welcome you into my life. He heals the brokenhearted. His desire is to be your healer, to be your way maker. And you might feel like there's nothing else you can do. I want to encourage you. Seek the God that made you and allow him to be your healer. See, he heals broken hearts. And he also heals the person struggling with an addiction. He also heals the person struggling with an addiction. See, the truth is that there's some of us here today that are struggling with addiction. The truth is there's some of us that are watching online and listening online right now and you're struggling with an addiction. Now, 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 there's some areas in our life that have really gripped us. And they got this strong grip. It's not some weak grip. It's not this soft grip that if I can just, I can shake it real quick, it's going to come off of my life. No, it's not that type of grip. It's this, it's this grip that, that, that has a strong hold on us. And some of us, we have this area that we like to run to for comfort. And we don't call it an addiction, but the truth is that is what it is. And whether you like to imagine or not, it's, 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 it's gripped you. 
The Bible describes us as being slaves to sin or being slaves to righteousness. And I want to say this, no matter what it is you're dealing with, it's an addiction, it's a generational curse, it's been passed on and passed on, or something that you've been exposed to, and now you're dealing with it. Chains are broken only in the name of Jesus. Chains are broken in the name of Jesus. See, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, it says this, He himself, Jesus, bore our sins, took our sins in his body on the tree. The tree is the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Die to sin and live to righteousness. And then it says this, by his wounds you have been healed. I'm going to read that last sentence again. By his wounds you have been healed. See, this healing isn't necessarily talking about physical healing. This healing is talking about the sin in our life, that God healing us from these areas. It's referring to being healed from the sin that grips us. He bore our sins that we might die to that sin and live to righteousness by his wounds. We are healed, meaning this, whatever we have been a slave to, we can now be free from because of what Christ Jesus did for us on the cross. Are you following me? He has the power to heal the person who is struggling with an addiction. Now you need to know this. There is power in Christ Jesus. But when it comes to addictions, it's very important that you understand this. The devil does not take time off. He says, okay, you're feeling a little bit better. You've had some days away from that. I'm going to try and trap them back into that. But God is so good even beyond that. He says this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, he says this, the temptations in your life, and we every single one of us has them, every single one of us, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And then it says this, and God is faithful. Someone say God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. See, God says, listen. I know you're being tempted right now. I know you're dealing with that addiction. I, I, I know that you've been struggling with that area of your life. I know it. I know it. But yo, check it out. I got a way out over here. If you'll follow me, even in the midst of that temptation staring you in the face right now, I got a way out. Will you follow me out? So you can either follow Jesus out away from the temptation or you can just entertain that temptation. And that temptation will develop to become an addiction in your life. No, that's just, what, that's just something I enjoy. That's just a comfort I run to. Let's call it for what it is. An addiction in your life. A sin that has gripped you and you haven't been able to break from. Hey, we're just trying to keep it 100, right? There is freedom from addictions in Christ Jesus. Chains can be broken. Generational curses can be broken in the name of Jesus. And so he, he heals us from these areas. And the third area that he heals us from is he heals us from demonic spirits. I'm talking about demons evil spirits some of us we've dealt with demonic spirits haven't we we've been ex we've been exposed to some sort of rich witchcraft 
or we've been exposed to, to some sort of traditional something that calls on spirits. And I want to say this, evil spirits are real. Evil spirits are real. The minute that we want to just ignore and pretend that, that doesn't exist because I'm just walking and doing me in life, evil spirits are real. You play with that stuff, it'll affect your life. And maybe you've been exposed to witchcraft or maybe you, you've been around somebody who's, 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 who's uh, talked to spirit or d done some of those things. Those things can affect us. And, and each one of them comes with a different assignment. And I'm going to read one here to you. And, and, you, and you might have thought, what I, I've never thought of an evil spirit having this type of assignment. But they have different types of assignments. It says this in Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 13. On a Sabbath day, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. See, Jesus healed her from an evil spirit that had controlled her. Now, a lot of times we'll think of evil spirits as maybe causing destruction around us or causing someone to just act crazy, and those things are true, and we see that in the Bible. And then we see a different spirit that has a different assignment that affects us, our health physically, our physical body. Now, now don't, don't, don't get it twisted and think that every type of pain or bruise or thing that we go through has to do with an evil spirit. But I want you to know that there's different assignments. I want you to know that if you expose yourself to, a, to spirits, there's different things that can happen in your life. And you're wondering, you're confused. The doctors can't figure it out. They're just going to try and give you more medication. There's different things, though, between mental health. And, but these things are real. What we expose ourselves to will affect our lives. The good news is that Jesus can heal us. He heals this lady. He heals this lady. Jesus recognized the spirit and healed her from it. And maybe you've dealt with some type of spirit. I want to tell you here today, God can heal you. There is freedom in Christ Jesus. You don't have to live that way anymore. Be concerned about that. Hear those voices. Go through those things. And the last area that I want to share with you today that God heals is that he heals my body. This physical body. See, contrary to our younger selves, these bodies are not indestructible. They're, they're not. You know, when we're young and, you know, I, I, could, I, I could do anything. I could fly off the roof or something, you know. I, I could do anything. And you get older and you, and you feel it. Somebody's laughing. They know. They know. You know what? These bodies will go through something over the course of our life. But we need the Lord's healing. And God heals. He heals us so that we can get up and do the things that he has called us to do. And God Almighty, Jehovah Rapha, he heals. And we've been praying as a church for signs and wonders and miracles. And throughout the scripture, we see physical healing for the blind, the lame, the hurt, the disease ridden. And the prophet Jeremiah, he says in verse 17, 14, heal me, O Lord. And I shall be healed. Saved me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. See, our hope, our trust, and our faith for physical healing must be in our God. 
There's no one else who can save us from death and disease. There's no one else who can heal us in this way. We pray that God would take control in that hospital room. We pray that God's outstretched healing hand would be with us. We pray that God would heal us from the, the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. We pray that God would align every cell back into position. We pray that God would clean out anything that is not good for us. James, the brother of Jesus, he tells us in James chapter 5, verse 15, he says, if you have faith, when you pray for sick people, they'll get well. The Lord will heal them. And if they have sinned, he will forgive them. You see, the key ingredient is faith. The key ingredient is faith. What is faith? See, faith is this. Faith is believing and understanding that there are things that are humanly impossible. And at the same time, there are things possible with God. Faith is believing what we don't see yet. Faith is believing what hasn't come to pass. Faith is believing that God's got this, even when everything is stacked up against me. Faith is believing that if God introduces himself as Jehovah Rapha, then that's just who he is. That he is a healer. That he is a healer. And that he's a healer in my life. So I ask you guys today as we close, what kind of healing do you need today? What kind of touch do you need from God? How do you need God's blessing in your life? What have you been facing? What is it in your life that feels like it's just been a mess? It's been hurt. It's been broken. It's dealt with a bad medical report, emotionally broken heart. It's been all kinds of issues, and you have not been able to get past it. What is that area that you need the Lord to touch today? You see, I mentioned earlier that God introduces himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, he says this, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God, and do what is right in his eyes if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees i will not bring on you any of the diseases i brought on the egyptians for i am the lord who heals and he tells his people to do this so that you'll know that i'm the lord who heals so there's three things how do i receive my healing today number one do what's right in god's eyes do what's right. There's always the option. You can do that other thing. But do what is right in his eyes. Number two, set it in your heart to give God glory. Set it in your heart. Now, sometimes we wonder, you know, the, the glory is just misplaced or God does it and we just, we're, we're, we're grateful to be healed, but he doesn't get the glory. Set it in your heart. Decide in your heart now that you're going to give God glory. And number three, believe that he'll do it. He's looking for you to have faith. Why did this woman with this issue of blood finally get healed? Jesus didn't even come up to her. Jesus, Jesus didn't, she didn't come up, get in line, and Jesus said, hey, what's, what's your thing? And she says, Jesus, my, I got an issue of blood. Would you help me? Okay, let me place my hands on you. No, that's not even what happened. Jesus is moving on his way to a different assignment. 
And the woman believes that if Jesus can do it in someone else's life, that he can do it in, in hers. So she just, in the crowd, reaches out, touches him. Power is released from him to her, and she's healed. And all of this is going on. She's hiding in the crowd. She's hiding. And, and Jesus, is he knows who's done it. But he wants her to say that it was him, that it was her. He, she, he, he wants this moment where she, in her heart, chooses to give him glory. It was me, Jesus. It was me. I touched you. And then he responds to her and just says, daughter, your faith has healed you. The key ingredient here that I'm talking about to you today is faith. You have to believe. You got to believe. I believe when I say, you know, you've got to believe. You'll miss what God is doing. We fast. We come before the Lord. We worship. We ask Him for signs and wonders. Now receive your signs and wonders. Experience beyond the natural. Experience the supernatural in your life. Those weren't just for days ago. Those were for now. Those are for now. And so my challenge for every single one of you is this. Would you review these steps and ask God for healing? Would you, would you identify that area in your life and say, God, that's the area. That's the area. I've been dealing with it. I've been dealing with it. I've been gone through it with that area. And I've just been, I've decided that, you know what, I've just, I'm just going to let it be in my life. But God, maybe I need to turn that over to you. Maybe I need to turn that over to you, God, and say, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I've tried to just let time bury it. I, I, I've tried to just numb it or forget about it or just move on from it. Would you heal me from that area? Your word tells me that you bind up the wounds. So I'm coming to you. Would you do that? That's my challenge for you. The worship team's prepared. I want to pray for you. But I also want to give you an opportunity. Maybe there's somebody here today that the truth is you need healing. One of these areas that we've talked about. And there's something been going on in your life. Maybe it's been a broken heart. Maybe you've been dealing with some type of spirit. Maybe, maybe your physical body. Maybe, uh, maybe one of the areas that we talked about. And if that's you and you say, you know, I don't, I don't want to waste another day, another time, another hour, I want to encourage you to just to come right up here. I'm going to put on my mask. I'm going to turn my head the other way. And I'm going to ask that the power that we've been asking for would heal your body, would heal your mind, would heal your heart.